you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Entering Stage Right. I am D. Paul Thomas, actor and playwright, podcasting from the heartland of America right here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and joining me all the way from the left coast, but always entering stage right, is my wonderful co-host, the actor and director of some of the biggest hits in TV history, Philip Charles McKenzie. And a, a very good day to you, Philip. How, how are you and how's everything going out in Los Angeles? I am fine in Los Angeles. We're, uh, like I said, we're in the crisp uh, early stages of winter. And uh, so uh, the holiday season, as I said last week, is uh, fast approaching. And oh, by the way, I want to wish all of our Jewish listeners a happy Hanukkah, which began Thursday night. Indeed. Uh, and we'll go, I believe, through the 15th. So light all those beautiful candles um, and thinking of all our brethren in Israel and all of the hostages and all of the, uh, the wonderful spirit of the uh, Jewish people. You know, speaking, <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I, you know, I had this fantastic vision this morning. Gus and I took a walk, but it was still dark. And the sliver, slightest sliver of the remaining moon before mm -hmm. going into the new moon mm -hmm. was about, at least in my eyesight, an inch away from my absolute favorite, brightest star in the sky, Venus. So I looked up at the sky and there was Venus and the sliver of moon <laughs> practically kissing. So, oh, again, nice. you know, as I've said a thousand times before, something like that gives me, gives me the oomph. To oh. take on, to take on the day, my life, my family, my friends, you, yeah, you, and it's an inspiration. It is you and the psalmist of old. I will look unto the heavens from whence cometh my strength. <laughs> there you go. That's it. You said it better than I did. No, uh, it's it just you know, amazing. What, let, let me let me dive from the sublime to the ridiculous, as I always do. Our, yes. Our our, our moron government uh, governor uh, Gavin Newsom this week, <laughs> uh, the man who uh, who uh, doesn't know the truth uh, from from a lie. Um, and uh, and is is truly a coward. This this week he outdid himself. Uh, Gavin Newsom canceled this past Tuesday's scheduled annual public lighting of the Christmas tree on the grounds of the state capitol in Sacramento. Nice. Why? Well, it was in the face of a permitted. 300-person pro-Hamas demonstration planned for the event. Newsom announced that he would instead hold a pre-recorded virtual ceremony uh, lighting the Christmas tree on Wednesday. Now, here's, here's, here's my question, aside from just the, right. the, the, the idiocy of it on its face. Um, don't they determine who can get a permit on a given day? Couldn't they possibly say to this pro-Hamas group who is going to demonstrate, well, no, you can, we'll give you the permit for, for tomorrow or the day before. You know what I'm saying? They have control over this. And they also, uh, the, uh, our, our, our governor also, I doesn't, I think he runs the state police. Uh, as well, so so instead of instead of either reschedule, uh, not rescheduling, instead of saying, "Oh, you can do it," but tomorrow, 
you know, they, they, they could have had a, a, a tremendous um, force of, of police and state police to uh, to uh, keep those people at bay. But oh, yeah. No. But no, in, in terms pro-Palestinian anti-Semites who hate Christianity as well, they won. And uh, Gavin Newsom let them win. He, you know, the, the schedule, the, the, I'm sorry, the ceremony was scheduled for another day. So, so he rolled over you know, mm -hmm. which would be sort of a theme of our show today. He rolled over and let them win and and let a wonderful tradition uh, go by the wayside. So he hid. He essentially morally hid. Mm -hmm. That's our governor. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, they, uh, they were under ransom. Uh, they just acquiesced to the even potentiality of threat. That's all it took. That's all it took, and Cour you, courageous, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, and and all of this we saw so blatantly in the uh, summer of love in 2020, where time and again people could break the law, burn down police stations, uh, enter, steal wantonly, and go through the revolving door of justice, and have the blessing actually of our current vice president as well. Yes, uh, and, be, and be risen to the level of, um, of heroes. Yeah, and of martyrs. Yes. So it, it is such a perversity of truth and reality. And we, we saw what a, what a smooth liar your governor was in that debate with DeSantis. It didn't matter what the facts were. I mean, talk about underscoring, you know, figures can lie and liars can figure, Philip. Boy, he's he's uh, brought it to a high art form, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, <laughs> he, what we used to say as a kid. He's a piece of work. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Hey, hey. Speaking of pieces of work, I knew oh. you'd love to hear that because it's been quite a week, and indeed, I underscore your Hanukkah blessing to all of our uh, Jewish listeners and our Jewish friends and Israel. Uh, all around the world, indeed, keep those uh, candles going through the eight days. But I'm sure you were thrilled to hear that Liz Cheney's is thinking about running for president, Philip. Isn't that nice? Well, I, you know, she is. She is another piece of work. <laughs> she she's so staggeringly popular in this in, in, in this country. Uh, I, I I seem to remember a year and a half ago in her own state, the state she was supposed to be representing. That's what a congressperson does, right? You represent a district in a state, and I right. think Wyoming has maybe only one or two representatives. Period. So so. She she was uh, she was primaried by Miss Hoagland, I believe her name is, and it's close to that. Uh, yeah, and, and and she was, and you know, she she lost by forty points. So so what she <laughs> she has to her constituents is nothing. By the way, you know you know the only reason she's around is CNN and MSNBC will have her on just as a little parrot. You know, to to reinforce right. their their hatred of Donald Trump and her hatred of Donald Trump. I, I'm surprised she hasn't lost all her teeth through tension and nerves because her <laughs> hatred of Trump uh, is is so 
is is so amazing. She, you know, we talked about uh, uh, Trump derangement syndrome, and I've said over the years it's a, it's a psychosis, Trump, Trump psychosis um, yeah. syndrome, and uh, and baby, she's uh, she's like she's she's on top of the list with that, you know. Well, and whole, and again, her, her whole raison d'être is 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 yeah. something about yeah. Trump, you know. And and again, not to not to go down a rabbit hole before we get to our main topic, but. Uh, you, you know, uh, she and all of the others who make uh, Trump their uh, call celeb, and uh, I mean they're on steroids right now. And of course, this latest uh, massive oh, psychotic projection. As long as you're talking about uh, the psychosis uh, of the Trump syndrome, that you know, if if he is elected. We will be electing a dictator because he made a couple of those remarks tongue in cheek. I thought they were ill advised, but what else is new with Donald Trump? But now the whole thing is going to be he is the dictator. Boy, talk about projection. Have we seen any more of uh, a weaponized uh, administration than we have under Joe Biden? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, they, they they actually are saying that he's going to just start killing people in the street. I mean, this is uh, this is uh, uh, it, it it it's fantastically fantastical. But uh, you know, um, you know I, I don't know how many people he killed in the street the last time. Do you? Uh, I, not not only do I know, remember that. Yeah, I don't remember anybody coming to the Catholic's door and arresting them. I don't remember anyone uh, 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 saying, let's uh, weaponize the IRS uh, fully from top to bottom. No, no, none of these things he did. But all of these things are being done under Biden. Well, listen, I want to move us right away, Philip, into obviously one of the biggest topics of the week. And I know you have strong opinions on it, and I do too. And I am making reference such as cut to the chase are three university presidents who uh, certainly know how to do the rope-a-dope, don't you think, when interrogated by Congress and the rampant anti-Semitism going on in their universities. Lots of developments lately. Tell us more about it, Philip, and I will join in at will. Well, you know, one, one of the things we've talked about for a long time, uh, especially since October 7th, is that the, the, the cover of the, of, the, of the left has, has been blown um, yeah. in terms of uh, the, 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 left, the, the left standing for nothing but, uh, but um, hating... Uh, uh, And it comes into all kinds of colors, whether it's whether it's in politics or 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 uh, or and, and in the universities. And we talked about this in the universities. Well, it was on full display this week, as many of our uh, listeners know. The the the, the uh, it, it was a really clarifying moment. The presidents of MIT, Harvard, uh, U University of Pennsylvania, and, and uh, um, MIT. Um, and uh, were um, in front of uh, in front of Congress, and Representative Elise Stefanik of uh, New York had uh, an amazing question question session with them, mm-hmm. and it really it really uh, uh, illustrated the the absolute moral bankruptcy yes. of these people. Yes. I mean, it's not—it's it, not even up for discussion in the sense that they're so morally bankrupt. She asked them questions, 
And this is one question that the main question she kept asking over and over again. Mm -hmm. Is calling for genocide, is calling for the genocide of Jews, meaning intifada, that's exactly what that means. Does that violate the your university's rules or code of conduct? That right. sounds like a pretty straightforward question. Mm -hmm. uh, and she even, and when they started hemming and hawing and saying this, that, and the other thing, she and, and Stefanik said, this should be the easiest question to answer. What they, do they violate your campus's rule of conduct, yes or no? And every one of these women's, well, it depends upon the context. And Stefanik says, context? What are you talking about, context? These, these are schools, as, as, uh, as Barry Weiss said, have th that fat phobia on a campus constitutes violence. This is what they say. Con fat phobia mm -hmm. constitutes violence, mispronouning somebody, mm -hmm. misgenderizing somebody, mm -hmm. all of this stuff. This constitutes violence, whereas a specific call for genocide of a whole race of people has to be seen in context. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and this was, the, 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 one of them, the, the woman from Penn, I forget her corner. McGill, McGill. Oh, McGill, right. Liz McGill. Her, she, you know, we've talked about this. I've talked about this a lot. You can always tell leftists by the way they smirk, their smug smirkiness. And she, when, when, when uh, Stefana kept pressing her and pressing her, she just sort of sat there with this little look on her face like, oh, you poor fool. <laughs> oh, I guess you're just in Congress and you don't know what really goes on in the real world and what we really stand for. Uh, and, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, it, 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 it just, it just was mind boggling. All that of a sudden, by the way, the next day, yeah, but can I just can I interrupt you just for a second? Because to me, to me, the denouement was when she actually, and I'm quoting her verbatim, regarding allowing such vitriolic rhetoric to be on her campus, when she finally said regarding genocide and what it means if the speech becomes conduct, it can be. Embarrassment. Not only that, that's a, I'm glad you brought that up because she said, like, if it, if it happened, you know, to, to a particular yeah. uh, student or something, and Stefanik says, wait a second, wait a second. This is a call for the eradication yeah. of, a, of, of, of a country and a, and, a, and a race of people. And you're picking on one person just by doing that. You have by saying you won't include the group, meaning Jews. So you have just dehumanized Jews, just like the Nazis did. Just the way she she had this little cute answer, and it was incredibly dehumanizing. And I really have to hand it to Elise Stefanik. Yes, uh, she represents the most beautiful part of New York State, by the way, the whole northern part, the Adirondacks, Lake George, yeah. and places like that. Isn't that where you had your farm up there somewhere? Oh no, no, not up there. <laughs> but uh, oh, okay. Uh, but uh, mine was by the uh, Finger Lakes. Oh, I but, see. Um, okay. But all of a sudden, these uh, these, uh, these 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 women 
they they saw the pushback, and the very next day, yeah, uh, Claudine Gay of uh, of Harvard. Harvard made you know put out some you know these, these statements, these mealy mouth statements. Well, I I wasn't you know we were under pressure, and I wasn't thinking. And the same thing happened with uh, with what's her name, please, um, McGill. Uh, um, McGill, Liz McGill, Liz McGill. She came on with a. Uh, Saying, well, I, you know, I was, I was under pressure, and I wasn't quite thinking along those lines. These, these cowards, they knew they had to come out and say something. Oh yeah. Because what you notice the old thing, believe what someone says. You know, <laughs> they say it, and um, yeah. and then yesterday, as you you mentioned just before we went on the air, uh, Claudine Gay talked about. Uh, came out and talked about her truth. The, uh, my truth is that uh, you, you cannot have anti-Semitism this way. This is horror. My, my truth and my truth. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Isn't there a truth? What do you mm -hmm. mean, your truth? Mm -hmm. Didn't Hitler have his truth? Didn't Charles Manson have his truth? Which sort of diverge, as does yours, Ms. Gay, from the truth. And well, and, so, and yeah, yeah. So anyway, it, 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 they were exposed. They were exposed for the for the vermin they are. Oh, uh, Philip, I'm going to go on a riff here in a moment because I I just well, I woke up and I wrote something, but I just want to continue in this dialogue with you. And if it becomes uh, the totality of our show, because to me, indeed, it is uh, vitally important. But what in her uh, apologia uh, uh, yesterday when she came out? Now imagine this is the president of certainly, if not the most elite, <laughs> one of the most elite university supposedly in our country originally for the ministers of the gospel of jesus christ oh how far have we come my brothers and sisters anyway i'm quoting her now i got caught up in what had become at that point an extended combative exchange about policies and procedures what i should have had the presence of mind to do in the moment okay so here is the president of this great university, and you just got caught up in this combative moment, and you didn't have the presence of mind. Do you have the presence of mind when you've got thousands of kids running around your campus yelling literally to eliminate Israel? You got the presence of mind then? No. To do nothing, yes. <laughs> exactly. That's her presence of mind to purposely do nothing. And Philip, this is this is my riff, and let me go on it, and it. I'll, I'll leave the rest of the program to you. But I spent five years of my life on the Bonhoeffer journey, time in Germany, time at the concentration camps. And for those of us like myself that are pushing 80, we have something of a historical overview, unlike so many of these ignorant students running around calling for the genocide of Israel. Here's what's happened, Philip. The manhole cover on our elite universities has been blown wide open, and the wasted, impoverished, perverted thinking has been exposed, and I don't care for the next day's apologias. And I do compare, by the way, 
our current university system to the university system in Germany in the 30s. In this regards, and don't, don't, don't worry, I'm not comparing our three stooges, I mean, I, I mean our three university presidents to Nazis per se, but here's where the structural and experiential comparison of Germany, the land of Bach, the land of Goethe, with the Germany universities, the wonder of the world, the lingua, lingua franca, literally, of science and math. And the next thing you know, beginning in May 10, 1933, the Nazi-dominated student groups are carrying out the public burnings of books they claimed were un-German. And these books, Phillips, Philip. They took place, the burnings in 34 university towns and cities where the works of prominent Jewish writers ended up in the bonfire. That was a portent of what was to come. Now there's been this massive rehearse, a reversal, Philip, where it is now the radical progressive leftists the DEI zealots, the guardians, the overseers of their truth, who by the thousands, with their thousands of student acolytes, who are now the intolerant ones. And they are, uh, uh, they, they're blaming it, of course, on some massive far-right conspiracy, but it's the left who now is imposing the censorship, shutting down conservative speakers, labeling, as you mentioned, the misuse of pronouns and hate speech, fulfilling arbitrary and discriminatory quotas, making white privilege humanity's original sin, and instead of just burning books in their quads like the Nazis, no, the leftists en masse, led by their professors, with the tacit approval of our three university presidents, stand in their beautiful manicured quads and with the manhole cover blown open, spew their verbal sewage, calling, imagine, for the genocide of Israel and its inhabitants. So here, here, here is the amazing to me, the amazing fact of this, they come up then with the vacillating nonsense, not necessarily, you know, violating the code of conduct on bullying and harassment and waffling. It would depend on the circumstances, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So here's the deal. In other words, let's wait till the crazed students are in the quad acting on their words, actually burning Zionist books, and perhaps, just perhaps, a few Jewish authors along the way if they happen to fall into the fire. And here's what scares the crap out of me, Philip. These same university's professors would have been watching from their university balcony windows in May of 1934, and that's exactly what they're doing now, except the home team happens to be on the far left. And the same thing could be said about the oath of allegiance that professors by the thousands then took in December 2, 1933, only 10 months after Hitler seized power, and that oath was required of those professors, I will be true and obedient to the fewer. And now we have thousands instead signing DEI statements 
and Jewish students already being advised not to wear certain provocative Israeli adornment. What's next, Philip? The yellow star? Just so we will know who the enemy is. You see, the comparisons now that the sewage is coming up are frightening. They have to be challenge at every step, or like what happened in Germany five years later, we will wake up out of our stupor, we will have our own crystal knock of November 9, 1938, and the voices of opposition will be few, if not all, together silence. So I say bye-bye to Miss Liz McGill and Claudine Gay at Harvard, regardless of their apologias, the whole bunch of them. And there's my spiel for the day. Well, okay. First of all, I think you're insulting the Three Stooges. Um, you know, the Three Stooges... Who are Jewish, by the way? That's true. That's true. Uh, uh, the, the, um, uh, um, uh, the, 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 the Three Stooges knew they were idiots and, 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 and played that up. They knew they were idiots, and they were saying to the audience with the wink of their eye, look what idiots we are, but aren't we having fun by popping each other in the head and throwing pies in each other's faces? But these women had no sense of humor. All they have is a sense of entitlement based under, and you brought up the word, and I'm going to pick up on it, is DEI. DEI has become the... Uh, and it started, uh, you know, a, 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 while, a while back in DEI, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion, which, which essentially is on its own face a lie. Because inclusion means inclusion, right? It doesn't include Jews. It doesn't include Asians. And it and it's starting less and less to include you even if you are white. Now, Victor Davis Hanson said some, wrote, wrote something very interesting this week, and this all comes from DEI. Yeah. That the whole world, we have to make sure that everybody is absolutely equal, whether they're an idiot or whether they're, uh, whether they're a, 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 a loser criminal like George Floyd, everybody is absolutely equal. Well, that's not human nature. You know, I'm reading a book now. I'm, I'm digressing for a second. Yes. A wonderful book uh, by Thomas Sowell. Uh, uh, I'm reading it right now. Uh, and, and um, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm blanking on the title of it. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll get to it. It'll but, come to but, you. But, but it's talking, it's yeah. talk, his book talks about, and Thomas Sowell's about 92 now? Yeah, I think 19, so. Uh, Thomas Sowell's book is Social Justice Fallacies. Thomas Sowell is a black conservative. He's, he's like 92 now, I said. This book talks about the differences of people throughout history, throughout the world, how some people have been good at other things. Some things, other people good at other, different things, depending upon where they lived. Did they live at the coast? Did they live inland? Or in, and you know, I mean, goes on that the differences of people that this whole idea of in, that everybody is we have to create everybody equity, everybody's equal is such nonsense. But here's how it's been trickling down against whites, meaning Jews and uh, uh, Asians. Uh, you know, in, 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 
from the 70s and 80s, 20 to 30% of Ivy League student bodies were Jews. Right. Now it's down to 10 to 15%. And why is that? Did Jews all of, become, all of a sudden become stupid? No. Not only that, not only that, they're getting rid of SAT requirements yeah. so, so we can have equity, meaning, 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 God forbid someone should have a talent and what, whatever color or, who, or, or, or sex, whatever, it doesn't matter that they have that to, to nourish that. Now, here's the extra thing that's going on here is money for the last 30, 40 years from Arab countries. They are pouring, absolutely pouring money into these universities. Yep. Yep. And you know the old thing, you remember in the old uh, Watergate thing, follow the money. You follow the money and these women who run these universities, including the boards, the boards are only part-time people. They're like, you know, big deal, um, you know, in, in industry or something like that. Right, right, and right. And when, when, when complaints are brought to them, there was this huge complaint brought about uh, Ms. McGill, and they huff and they puff, and they might put out a statement, but they don't do anything because they don't want to be bothered. And also, these women who run these universities, it's about getting the money. And if they, and so what if someone says, I'm, I'm going to get rid of my... Uh, I'm not going to uh, uh, contribute my uh, $100 million. Do you know what the endowment of these places are? These, the endowment of, of, of Harvard is, is in, the, in the upper upper 80s, 90s of billions of yeah. dollars. Yeah. So it's about the money. It's to keep the money flowing. And mm -hmm. Bill Ackman, who's a very, I think you're going to refer to him in a while. Bill Ackman is a, is, is a, 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 a very, very successful man who who went to Harvard, and he's the one who came out and uh, and 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 first started uh, saying, "I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, not going to give my money." And he, I, I'm reading something from him the other mm -hmm. day. He said he learned from someone with first-person knowledge of the Harvard president's search that the committee, when they were looking for a, a new president, would not consider a candidate who did not meet DEI's office criteria. Mm. Mm. The same was likely true for other elite universities mm -hmm. doing searches at the same time. If you don't, you were talking about signing the, signing that pledge. That's, a, that's really basically what this is. Absolutely. If, if you don't subscribe 100% to DEI, you will not even be considered to be hired. So yeah. just think about it when they are when they are in office, do you think they're going to go against anything that's DEI unless they are pushed against the wall as, 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 as what happened uh, this past week um, in, in, in front of Congress? And as you said, they came back with the, you know, a couple of them came out with the, these uh, mealy mouth ap apologias. And it's like, and, and I think what upsets me, aside from, everything you've said and everything I've been saying <laughs> is I don't know if this is going to change. I don't know if this is going to change. This is what has been set up. And again, you know, it's the same thing. I think we talked about it last week. Harvard has the uh, practically the same amount of administrators as they do undergraduate students. So that leads to a whole nother question. What the hell is a university anymore? 
I don't know what a university is. A university and a college used to be a place of, uh, of, of teaching, of research. Mm -hmm. what, what is it now? I don't know the answer to that. They mm -hmm. are not. This is not what they are. These quote unquote, I, and they even refer to themselves as elite. Can you imagine me saying, Paul, I'm a very elite guy, you know? Well, you certainly had I mean, an elite he, career in Hollywood, Philip. So you can, nice, you, I had you a can, nice career. I'm not. Uh, you can, you, you can take point. on that moniker if you want to. No, I prefer not to. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, the 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 point. I yeah. don't even know why the hell these places exist. And the worst part is they're turning out people who don't know anything. These students don't know. A third of what someone graduating from a quote-unquote elite university 25, 30, 40 years ago, they don't know a third of that. Yeah, well, you, you know, you know, Philip, I t you're absolutely correct, by, by the way. by the way, that's what Thomas Sowell says in his book, in yeah. terms of what, yeah. what they know. I mean, he is... Oh, yeah, he, oh, yeah. And, and this is a man who does research. I mean, oh, no, he's, he's diligent and... Uh, oh, yes. His years up at the University of Chicago, I saw him the other day on an hour podcast and when it finished um i just thought to myself no wonder he's one of philip's uh, true heroes and uh you know a voice in the wilderness now in the middle of all of this uh uh dei nonsense going on um i think i, I wanna here's what encourages me philip when when you say you know you wonder if it's going to change first of all I take great encouragement, and I'll, I'll just say it, on our private uh, schools, our Christian colleges, universities, uh, etc., around the nation. Uh, there are many that, um, let's put it this way, their guiding truth is not Ms. Gay's own guiding truth. And you know, my wife said something this morning because again, they're backpedaling like furiously because their jobs are on the line. I think, I think we can say safely goodbye for sure uh, to, uh, to uh, uh, Liz uh, McGill. By the way, don't, don't, don't bet on it. Well, let me, let me, let me just, let me go <laughs> into that. Hope, cause, I don't, uh, yeah, it's kind of, let's see how it unfolds. Well, yeah, but let me, let me, let, let me just mention this one thing because, and it was going to be a hero, but this is just an open wide conversation now and we'll just go back and forth. But, uh, I took encouragement in this and you've already mentioned, uh, Ackerman, I think, and we know about Stone Ridge's, uh, CEO, Ross Stevens, who's withholding a hundred million dollars from the university of Penn. And you you're right in relationship to these astronomical uh, numbers uh, that that they have, and it is whatever it is in the billions at Harvard and so forth. They are still emblematic. And former U.S. Ambassador John Huntsman Thursday night called on Penn's board of trustees to remove McGill. Let me just quote because they're encouraging words for both of our ears and for our listeners. And here's what he said. Let's make this great institution shine once again, he said in a uh, statement Thursday evening. We are anchored to the past until the trustees step up and completely cut ties with current leadership, full stop. Huntsman, of course, the former governor of Utah, was a 1987 graduate 
and he was at one point a UPenn trustee. As early as October, he blasted Penn's uh, response uh, for the anti-Semitism going on on campus. That's he right. has he was, he was he was one of, one of the first. And, that's and, right, and, and loudly. And he's already made a commitment that they're going to stop his family's substantial donations to the university. Uh, and uh, <laughs> they're, they're sufficiently prominent that uh, it is the Huntsman name that's on the uh, main Wharton School building there. Uh, and, and, and going on regarding his complete le- leadership change, he said, at this point, it's not even debatable, which I think is what you said earlier, Philip. It's just a simple IQ test, he said. (laughs) So I I think with individuals with his gravitas and the money as well, although it is staggering, and I don't even think we know the money that's coming from the Arab nations. I do know this that IUPUI, and they may have recently changed their name, but that's uh, Indiana University and Purdue uh, University here in in Indianapolis, IUPUI, and I I may have just butchered that acronym, but the point of it is they have a a, a, a substantial Arab uh, undergraduate population. And uh, there are subsequent uh, restaurants and there are subsequent uh, uh, um, grocery stores and so forth that have taken place. And I have absolutely no doubts that they have been enticed accordingly because guess what? These kids pay full tuition. They pay full tuition right, right on the barrel head. And so what you were saying about follow the money Hey, hey, I, I, I'm going to throw you a curveball here because we don't have much time left, and you may right. have, a, you may have a hero. But real quickly, talk about follow the money. Do you think maybe uh, we're we're going to actually find that that Joe did have his hand in the in the uh, piggy bank <laughs> with what's happening here lately? Well, you know, his his uh, his. Uh... His son's been uh, indicted, uh, you know, this past week. Hunter was indicted for a bunch of things. And this past week, um, uh, they are finding uh, very, very specific emails uh, uh, regarding Biden. It, they, 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 they'll either get to Biden. Like I said, I've said this many times. Yeah. I don't think Biden's not going to, I don't, they're going to move him out. That's right. what I believe. Yep. And and if they do, once he's gone, I don't know if anybody's going to want to pursue uh, just uh, well, doing it with Donald Trump, aren't they? Pursuing criminal, real criminal charges, and um, you know, then it, I think the thing with his son is getting uh, is is getting difficult because it was a grand jury, and somewhere in California has uh, has indicted him on a whole bunch of tax evasion, yeah, yeah, and uh, failing to pay income tax. I mean, just. A, ton of stuff that could land him in jail for many years, although you think a son of a president is going to end up in jail. I don't know about that. But, uh, no, but no. you know, I... Uh, but an ex-president uh, might end up in jail. That's... There you go. You know, the old, the, the, the old, the, the old thing they're talking about, what you mentioned earlier in the show, that oh, Trump's going to get even. Trump's going to start shooting people in the street, you know, this kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Well, if you've been treated the way Donald Trump has been treated in a legal way, wouldn't you want a little retribution? That's the name of the game in politics. So when these leftist Democrats and MSNBC talk about, he couldn't do that, you're doing it, you've been doing it, and you will continue to do it. So please, spare me your... Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're harumphing. So, anyway, anyway, <laughs> well, that's, I'm, that's what, that's all I have to say. About right, Biden right. And I'm, I'm, I'm of the old biblical school vengeance. It's mine. I will repay, saith the Lord, because I believe it is, it is coming in the house of cards and the Biden name is beginning to fall. Now, Philip, I'm very disappointed because what our audience doesn't know is frequently right after our podcast, you and I will take a few moments to discuss it the title because we don't come in locked and fixed in this. We have a few subjects that we like to uh, look at, etc. And I really was going to suggest to you that we call this episode our Three Stooges of Academia, but you're saying you feel that's an insult to the Three Stooges. Is that correct, sir? I think Mo Howard <laughs> would say, come here, grapehead, and smack you in the face for that. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love those guys. I, <laughs> yes, I, I, you know, I, let's not insult the Stooges, please. <laughs> I was listening to uh, my Broadway station the other day because my granddaughter is going to be on Broadway one day soon. She's a 16-year-old vocal uh, phenomena. and she oh, really, wonderful. She really is and getting major uh, attention on the West Coast uh particularly for her age. But anyway, I was listening to a Broadway station and I was listening to a, a, a Hanukkah musical. I can't, maybe the name of it was Hanukkah. And, uh, but anyway, they were going through all the different, uh, you know, Paul Newman was half Jewish and so was what's her name and together they're fully Jewish. And, you know, it just, and anyway, it got to. What do you mean? Those are some of the lyrics? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. No, no. I like that. I like oh, yeah. That. Uh, yeah, the whole thing, you know, and then the next thing you know, they're going, and the Three Stooges, they were Jewish too. And, you know, and I, I had failed to realize that, uh, and so many of our wonderful entertainers early on and continue to be. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, 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 have, I have a quick anti-hero of the week. And oh, please. People then. remember last yeah. week I had my moron of the week. Yeah. This is, uh, you know. We're going to find you a bona fide hero soon, but uh, well, please. I have a, a, when I find one, I'll, 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 I'll speak to it. Um, I don't know if people are aware, but uh, in 1944, the uh, International Red Cross during the war, looked at some of the concentration camps and said, well, there's nothing here. Really, that happened. Well, this is what happened this past week with the International Red Cross in, um, in Gaza. This, this is, this is a first-hand report. The parents of an Israeli being held hostages hostage, sorry, by mm -hmm, Hamas, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. were reprimanded by representatives of the Red Cross after they tried to ask the Red Cross to transfer prescription medication to their child. Mm. Do you know what the Red Cross told them? You need to think about the Palestinian side. Mm, 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 That's mm. the International Red Cross. Yeah. 
you know this you know it, you know you know how some organizations have this uh, had this uh, halo and glow about them you know this this is not only repulsive but i went back and i looked at that during world war ii what no there's nothing well, these camps are okay so you know maybe the red cross shows up to uh, you know help someone uh, the U american red cross might help someone in a flood but uh, it's like all these things it's uh and, and they said, think about the Palestinian side. It's hard for the Palestinians. They're being bombed. And you want your medication? Mm -hmm. That's what happened this week. So the, mm -hmm. there's my, there's mm -hmm. my anti-heroes, the International Red Cross. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, Israel is not going to go away, and we will be continuing to talk about it in the coming weeks, folks. Uh, that is for sure... Well, we so, didn't talk about Israel today. We just talked about three, three repulsive women who, uh, who, well, sort of as a sideline, hate Jews. He said sarcastically. Well, and 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 again, I'm not going to imbue more than what their rhetoric does, but they stand condemned by virtue of what, not even so much what they said, Philip, what they didn't say, right, what they couldn't, right. you know. But, that's right. And, uh, of course, you love it. You know, during the summer of love, you'd see all those signs. You know, silence is complicit, you know. And boy, did we ever see yeah. it on full display. Yeah. And, 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 and again, you're going back to and fat phobia is, uh, is violence. Oh, yeah, but, that's but, but right. Advocating, advocating the erasure of, uh, you know, what are about 14 million Jews in the world. Uh, that's, uh, uh, that has to be put in context. Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, friends and uh, our Jewish friends, again, keep those uh, ha uh, Hanukkah uh, uh, candles progressively burning through this glorious week. Um, and uh, ours and our hearts shine with you. There it is, Philip. There it is. There it is. The old school bell reminding us it's time, folks, to wrap it up. And um, I want to thank you, Philip, because you, you, you're, you're, you're my canary. You, <laughs> you go into those tunnels, and boy, oh boy, as a as a artist, as a director. And as a thinker, you bring back what you see is uh, uh, toxic going on within our culture and uh, within academia specifically today. So thank you, and thank you for all of our listeners. And so in way of reminder, regardless of what's going on in this crazy, topsy-turvy world of ours, we do live in a great country. It is a free country. We want to keep it that way. And we're thankful for you, dear listeners. So till we meet again, this is D. Paul Thomas and Philip Charles McKenzie inviting you to join us next week for another podcast of Entering Stage Right. <laughs>